the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for being with us here. Lovely, lovely Thursday afternoon. Right before airtime, Kath, I uh, opened up the old desk drawer there and popped a couple of Advils in my mouth. You did? Uh-huh, yeah. Are you, are you uh, suffering with something? I, I, you know, just a couple of maladies there, little aches and pains. <laughs> a couple of maladies. Yeah, you know. Just a couple of sordid maladies. A couple of sordid maladies. I'll not be specific, more specific than that. Yeah. You know, uh, do you uh, imbibe um, uh, painkillers on a regular basis? Uh, not on a regular basis. Um, I mean, I know, you know people pop them several times a day. Oh, no. Like a regime. No, I'm fortunate I don't have to do that. You don't do that? Uh-uh. Once in a blue moon for you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If I'm feeling ill, mm-hmm. you know, when I had the flu, but no aches or when pains. I had a kidney stone, man, well, I was all yeah. about that. Uh, yeah, give you me some g- morphine. Exactly, please. give you give me a painkiller, I'll say yes. Of course you will. Yeah. Uh, no, really, I don't. Have... You haven't reached that stage in life uh-uh. yet where you go. I need to have a little something there. No. Huh. My hands get a little funky. Sure. You know? I mean, you know. Sure. My foot gets a little funky there. You know. I'm sure it'll happen. It's, it's not like I'm saying it's not going to happen. It's coming, it yeah. just hasn't happened yet. So then you don't have like a particular pain. I mean, I always, pref- to be honest with you, hmm. I prefer the Advil. That's my choice. And I like the Advil brand, which is useless because it's the same ibuprofen. What do you mean? But there's something oh, comforting oh, oh. to me. The little about, red. Yeah. I like how small they are. I like how round they are. I feel like they go down easily. Mm-hmm. I but agree. I, I only buy the generic kind. John and Kathy talk about drugs. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> join us. Yeah, yeah. It's Pittsburgh's Christian talk. That's right. Gary, are you a paint? Do you do a little Advil once in a while, or you know something like that? Uh, very rarely. Rarely. But, you know, it sometimes something happens. I did take some for a headache last night. Uh, a headache. Which I tend to get a headache after your show. <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs> Sitting here for two hours. Yeah, it is Listening to us ramble on. <laughs> give, me, give me a couple of a- aspirin. Aspirin. No, listen, Aspirin's just take good. an aspirin. I take an aspirin. You take an aspirin. I take a baby aspirin, even though oh, I've been yeah, warded the, off against that. Well, I thought that you were supposed it was to. A, it was a thing for a while, then it became no thing. thing. Is it not a thing? I'm taking no. a baby aspirin. I, no, I think it, we've been waved off that. Are you I taking the St. Joseph's ones that taste so good? I do. I love those. I love those. Couldn't wait to be sick as a kid. Of course. Ooh, please give me that orange flavored. Oh, Man, please, that's mom. so good. I don't feel good. We've been candy. No, but we give an aspirin. You know what else I love is Dimatap. What's Robitussin, that? you know, like cough medicine. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that taste. Cherry flavored. I think it's so delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My daughter, you have to like basically give her general anesthesia <laughs> to get her to take Dimatap or Good any gravy. type of cough medicine. These kids today. Huh? And he, she's like, it's the worst taste in the world. I think, 
Come on, man. I love that taste. Yeah, yeah. It makes me think I'm going to be better soon. I wish I was sick so I could have that. No, yeah. I'm, not, I'm wishing sickness no, on anybody. No, of course we're not. Just kidding. All right. All right. Enough of the uh, painkiller. Yeah, uh, I have some other <laughs> items here on Dia. the agenda. Some busy news day as I always. Do. Okay. So without further ado, Kath, we look at the news. Give us the top four at four. For Thursday, December 1st, 2022. New month. I did say December. Yep. Number one. President Biden held a joint press conference this afternoon with French President Emmanuel Macron mm-hmm. at the White House, in which the two leaders presented a unified front in supporting Ukraine. Mr. Biden and First Lady Dr. Jill welcomed the French president and his wife Brigitte to the White House for the first state visit of the Biden presidency. Uh, the president said that he and the French president reiterated their commitment to standing with Ukraine um, and also with the people of Iran. Quote, if I listed all the areas where cooperation between France and the U.S. were delivering meaningful progress, we'd be here until dinner time. Mm. That is what the Bidens said. Right. And that's according to CBS News. If, if your wife was named Brigitte, Brigitte, it'd be hard to get mad at her. Because yeah. how are you going like to yell at Brigitte? Brigitte. Uh, uh, Brigitte, Brigitte, please, Brigitte. No, it's more like a... Right. Brings the temperature down. It's more of like a purr sound, Brigitte. Right. I, mm-hmm. And then Brigitte and I, anyway. Number two. Representative Hakeem Jeffries of New York will succeed Nancy Pelosi as leader of the Democratic caucus, making the 52-year-old the first black lawmaker to lead a party That's in cool. Congress. That's very cool. The whip will be a woman, Catherine Clark of Massachusetts, and the number three, Pete Aguilar of California. The ushering in of new leadership follows Pelosi's pre-Thanksgiving announcement of her intention to step away after 20 years. Um, House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, 83, and House Majority Whip Jim Clyburn, 82, also announced they would step aside from their leadership posts. Okay. That's ABC News. Number three, Second Avenue Commons, a new homeless shelter that opened last week in downtown Pittsburgh, already at capacity. Whoa. The year-round shelter, which opened November 22nd, has 90 beds with room for 30 additional overflow beds. There are 43 single-room units. It also offers a daytime program known as the Engagement Center and a primary care clinic operated by UPMC. Um, every accommodation, quote, is being made. This is according to Dan Pauka from Allegheny Health Network, the director of Urban Health and Street Medicine. He said every accommodation being made to make sure no one is being turned away, but we are certainly in need of more options. That's from today's trip. And number four, John Pitt sophomore Noah Stockwell got the idea of competing on Wheel of Fortune sort of as a joke, he said. But he wound up having the last laugh after winning on an episode that aired on November 21st. When I first realized how much money I won, he said, I was in absolute shock. Really? And that is your top four. What did he win? Do you want to know the details? Yeah. (laughs) Please fill me in. Uh, Noah is a nursing major. He won $69,440 in cash, along with a trip to Hawaii, and a $1,000 Tower Records gift card, but really boosted his winnings in the bonus round where he solved his puzzle on the first try for an extra forty-five grand. He won a hundred grand. Yes, he did. That's so cool. Yes, he did. Really? Listen to this. He grew up watching Wheel of Fortune with his grandmother. <laughs> he said, Grandma's the biggest Wheel of Fortune fan, and his whole family kept his win a secret from her. 
until she watched it air live oh, on Thanksgiving. Oh, what a great Isn't day that, that would the be. Best? Oh, my gosh. You're sitting yes. at your grandma's knee, and then all of a sudden, it's there you so are. so awesome. Oh, that's fabulous. And he com- competed during College Week and wore his pit sweatshirt. Excellent. Which I thought was great. And he made mincemeat out of somebody from the University of Arkansas, Little Rock, and some junior from Florida. Anna. Oh, yeah, those guys. Pit dominated. Wheel of Fortune. Hail to pit. How are you at the Wheel of Fortune? Terrible. Me yeah, too. Pretty I, bad, yeah. Yeah, I look at that and go, eh. Yeah. Is Vanna still on that? <laughs> oh, sure. Is she? Best gig in the history oh, of showbiz. The easiest job. Seriously. In, right. I mean, she does it with a plum, right? She does. Very nice. And she can't ever gain any weight. No. Nope. But there she is. Mm-hmm. Very handsome. Very... Is is Who's that host now? Pat Sajak. Oh, is it still Pat? Pat? Yeah. Okay. He's a fun follow on Twitter. Oh, sure he is. Yeah. I like him. He's opinionated. Kind of witty. I like it. Very nice. All right. We're going to step away. Coming up next, lessons learned from the Song of Fools. Reverend Bill Glaze coming up next. He's got a new sermon series, They Cracked Me Up. I love the titles. We'll talk about that coming up next. Also, celebrity nightstand photos are causing a stir. We're going to ask Bill about his nightstand. His nightstand? Yep. What's on your nightstand? At... 101.5 WORD. Coming up this week from Chuck Swindoll on Insight for Living. In your realm of responsibility, do people see enough to believe? Do they hear enough to believe? God wants to use each one of our roles to cause others to believe. Chuck Swindoll offers life lessons that emerge from our study on the names of God. Join us for the practical instruction this week on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. Hey, I'm Andy. I started Harry's because I was frustrated with buying razors at the drugstore. And when I say frustrated, I mean like so upset I called my friend Jeff. Hello, this is Jeff. Jeff, I'm at the store, and I don't get why these razors... Cost so much? Yeah, and do they need to look like robots? Ah, dude, I know, and it's so frustrating how expensive they are. Getting ripped off sucks. We gotta do something about this. Why don't we make our own high-quality razors at much better prices? Actually, I heard about this German razor factory that makes some really high-quality blades. Really? Okay, maybe that's not exactly how it went. But we did buy that German factory, where we're turning high-quality steel into super-sharp blades for a smooth shave at a great price. Seriously, as low as $2 per cartridge. Over the past 10 years, 20 million people have tried Harry's. Join them and get your starter set now. That's a five-blade razor, weighted handle, and shave gel, all for just 3 bucks with free shipping, backed by our quality guarantee. If you don't like it, it's on us. Just go to harrys.com now and enter code MODERN at checkout. That's harrys.com, code MODERN. Ward FM listening family, this is Bible League International, and we've spent the last few weeks telling you about persecuted believers praying for Bibles to be able to endure and persevere in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. We told you about Pastor Rusis, whose three sons were murdered by a terrorist group that hates Christians, but rather than retaliate with violence, they invited these people to learn about Jesus. 200 have come to Christ. They need Bibles in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And in the Middle East, Pastor Yusuf and a deacon in his church were kidnapped in broad daylight when the family could not pay the ransom. They kill the deacon. They torture Pastor Yusuf. But with conviction today, that brother can say it's an honor to suffer for the Lord. Word FM and Bible League are teamed up to bless 5,000 Bibleist persecuted believers with their very own Bible. You've done it for 3,000. We have 2,000 to go by this Sunday. You know what? $5 a Bible, if we sell several dozen of you make your most meaningful gift, we would be at goal. Call 800-YES-WORD. 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 Or give at wordfm.com. Do it by this Sunday. And God bless you for caring. Train up a child in the way they should go. 
Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Fools, the holy fools. I'm always curious about that, aren't you? The fools in the Bible, because there are fools. Well, you you did Shakespeare for a long time, right? And so the many fool, fools, yeah, they're right. There's pretty much one in every play. They're right? often the wisest, right? They're usually the wisest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a time when they're not the wisest? Well, there's sometimes okay. when they screw up so badly that <laughs> they become banished. Banished. <laughs> Bill Glaze is with us, pastor of Bethany Baptist Church in the Homewood neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh, here to talk to us about fools. Hey, Bill, welcome back. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? We can't complain. Really good. All right. Tell me how you think about fools, Bill. Well, uh, you know, as, as we look at uh, fools, you know, the Bible is, is, is rather hard on, on the foolish person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I would say for the most part, when we look at fools, especially in the book of Proverbs, you know, they are generally uh, ungodly people. However, you know, I believe godly people, as we go through the scriptures, do foolish things. So even though we might not necessarily, you know, be tagged a fool, we do do foolish things. You know, I, I was uh, thinking about something uh, foolish that I did. Uh, I, I told my wife that I was going to text her uh, one day when she was uh, going to work. And uh, I texted her uh, a, a message, and uh, and she never responded. And I was, you know, waiting for her to respond. And, and the message that I texted her was uh, a, a song from the Eagles. It said, I like the way sparkling earrings lay mm-hmm. against your skin so brown. Right. Yeah. I want to be with you in the desert tonight with a million stars all around. So I texted her to her, and she never responded. Yeah. Oh. And I wonder, I, I wonder why she didn't respond. And so I called her, and I said, didn't you get my message? She said, no. And what happened, uh, some guy had texted me the night before. No, and, no. And and I didn't uh, I, I, I didn't make sure that I was texting my wife. Yeah. And I ended up texting this guy. Yeah. The message to this guy. Yeah. And, uh, he wanted and, to be with the... Yeah, right. There he was in the <laughs> desert with you, Bill. Yeah, well, I felt I felt bad, you know. And so, you know, and, 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 and he never responded. Yeah, and, uh, thank goodness. Well, he, he was running away. <laughs> Yeah. He was changing said, his me, number. It, well, you know what? Actually, I called him and I said, <laughs> I said, hey, I said, I, I said, I apologize. I said, that, 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 that message was not for you. I said, that was for my wife. And he said, well, I, I kind of figured that. He said, well, he said, I think I'll use it on my wife. And I said, well, I, I said, it's not original with me. I got it from the, uh, from the Eagles. <laughs> so, but, but, you know, like I said, that, you know, that was something foolish, yeah. <laughs> you know, that I did. So, you know, again, even though we might not be fools, that you know we actually do something foolish, mm-hmm. do foolish things, and so you know that was one thing that I did. But you know, uh, you know, I've been basing the series uh, from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter five, seven, and verse five, where it talks about the song of fools. And I thought about you know fools have a song, and then I began to think about you know I'm a child of the '70s, so. I began to think about all the songs in the 70s that talked about fools, you know, Chain of Fools, mm-hmm. uh, 
uh, won't get fooled again. Yeah. Everybody plays Everybody the fool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fool. right. That's that's right. Then I I even pulled some Mr. T in there. Right. Shut up, fool. <laughs> and uh, I pity the fool. I so, pity the fool. You know, yeah. I, yeah. So I've been preaching a series on that, and I started out with a song by Aretha Franklin, uh, "Chain of Fools." Mm-hmm. And uh, and so in the Book of Proverbs, there's actually four different words for a fool. You know, one word is a simpleton. And, you know, this is somebody that just passes by, you know, walks, you know, right into a trap, you know, without even thinking about it. Uh, then there's the hard-headed person uh, that Proverbs talks about who is a fool that don't want to listen to anybody. I remember uh, J. Vernon McGee, he, he was talking about uh, he saw an advertisement for some encyclopedias. And this was back in the day when we used encyclopedias. You know, we don't need them today. We got Google and everything else. But, you know, he said he saw a sign that said cyclopedias, you know, for sale, and they were like $1. And, and he asked the guy, well, why, you know, why are you selling them so cheap? He said, well, I bought them for my son, but he already knows everything, so he didn't need them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very good. So, yeah, so, you know, that's the hard-headed person, you know, and, and then there's the closed-minded person, you know, who is closed to all type of spiritual things. And, and then finally, Proverbs talks about the marker. And this is the one who scoffs at, you know, spiritual things. So, you know, it was interesting to find out that there was actually four different Hebrew words for the word fool. And so the title of that message was Chain of Fools, you know, and uh, and I went through each one and, and looked at that. Uh, but but the one I, I guess the, the one I like the most where uh, th- that song by the uh, the Doobie Brothers uh, what the fool believes, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you know I went to uh, in the in the uh, Psalms where it talks about the fool has said in his heart there is no God, and I said well what does the fool believe? The fool believes there's no God. The fool believes that things began without God, and the fool believes that they can live their life and never have to give an account to anybody, mm-hmm. and uh, and it, and it comes right there out of out of the text. So you know I, I you know even though we've gotten serious with uh, some of the messages. That you know, I've, I've had a lot of fun with it too, because you know you're able to go back and a lot of my people, a lot of the people in my congregation are around you know my age, so they identify with all these songs. So as soon as I announce the title of my message, I usually get a, a pretty strong response from the congregation uh, <laughs> because you know because they kind of uh, resonate with uh, whatever the title of the message is. That's so good. And Bill, you know, as you're laying this out here, which is excellent, the thing about uh, the fool is that he never goes out of style. I mean, I wonder how far back you can go into history. Well, of course, I mean, if, if it's in the Bible, if if God's talking about fools in the Bible, then fools have always been with us, whether in person or in literature or in song. I mean, fools never go out of style. That, that's that's correct. You know, and, uh, you know, I like what you said, you know, even with Shakespeare, you know, he, he uh, identified, you know, foolish individuals. So, yeah, they, they have always been around. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I did before I started uh, preaching the sermon, I, I gave the foolish test. And, you know, we went back and I and I read uh, a statement. I'm not going to read all of them, but let me just read one. Uh, uh, God b- abundantly blessed me and my wife, uh, but we made a foolish decision to eat something that God forbade us to eat. So, you know, and I, I kind of went through and, 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 you know, people would say, well, that's Adam and Eve. So, you know, so mm. John, you're correct. You know, even from the very beginning, you know, we've had people that have made foolish decisions. And I mean, when you think about that decision, 
that was a foolish decision that affected the rest of humanity. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so from the very beginning, you know, fools have always been around. Mm. You know, and, and one, one of the things, one, one that has helped me a lot uh, when I, I preached the, the message, shut up, fool, you know, and that was, you know, Mr. T's, you know, and, and, and it says, you know, Proverbs 27, 28 says that even a fool, when he keeps quiet, is considered to be wise. And I often think, you know, there's times that I want to say something, you know, uh, that I to somebody and then I don't say it. And I'm, I'm just so glad. I said, man, I'm glad I didn't say that, you know, you know, shut up, fool. So so now I have a thing where, you know, I kind of think before I say something, you know, not not all the time, but I'm, I mean, in critical situations. And, uh, you know, so, so somebody put it like this, you know, that wise men, you know, say something because they have something to say and fools say something because they just want to say something. And so, you know, I, 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 I want to make sure that I have something to say. And so, you know, I, I, I get to the self, get to the point where I tell myself, shut up, fool, you know, is that something that you need, that you need to say? Uh, so, you know, that's, that's really helped me out because I don't know about you, uh, you know, throughout, uh, my my history as a child of God, I have said things that I you know I've regretted and have had to go back and uh, apologize to to people for. So that that's kind of helped me out. That's and, excellent. You know, uh, yeah. Well, Bill, we're live on the radio two hours a day. Oh we gosh. say many foolish things over the course of that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are counting them even now. Reverend Bill Glaze is with us from Bethany Baptist Church in Homewood, talking about his series on Song of Fools. Um, Bill, what about how, I mean, it just seems like today it's often hard to admit that you're a fool because people are so eager to jump on you about it. Um, and, and I think in particular about high profile people because we see them on social media, um, but even our neighbors or whatever, you know, they, they, they say something, it's foolish. And then they, I mean, the cavalcade of criticism that comes at them online can be pretty overwhelming. Right. Yeah, and, and, and so, again, that's why, you know, we have to be careful, you know, with our words and what we say. You know, somebody said that words are like uh, like gun uh, bullets coming out of a high-speed, uh, high-powered gun, that once you shoot them, they go out there, you can't get them can't back. Get them back. And, and, yeah, so, you know, yeah. Uh, and, and you look at all the people today. I mean, just look at the people that have lost their jobs, you know, in professional sports, you know, in business. Uh, news people, you know, so you guys don't have to worry about this. But just think about in the past couple of years, all the people, the newscasters that have lost their jobs because of, you know, things that, that they said. So, you know, one thing, you know, again, we might not be a fool, but we can be foolish. And sometimes people, you know, say foolish things that, that cost them their careers, that cost them, cost them their jobs. Yes. Well, the good thing is we know that God looks down on us. He sees, I'm sure, all of us as the fools that we are, but God continues to take care of all of us. Foolish. Amen. 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 Uh, um, Bill, first off, tell our listeners about Bethany Baptist and where they can connect with you guys. You're good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're in uh, Homewood. Uh, God has uh, blessed us to be able to build a new sanctuary. We are still waiting for an occupancy permit, but when we get that, uh, I definitely I want to send you guys an invitation. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, uh, you can connect with us, uh, uh, Bethany Baptist uh, PGH dot org. Uh, that, you know that's our our website. Uh, you can call us, you know four one two two four two three two five five. And, uh, and find out more if you want to visit our service. We have services at 1030 every Sunday 
And, uh, you know, since the pandemic, you know, before the pandemic, you know, we would we would be there for a while. But since the pandemic, you know, we've kind of shortened things. So, you know, I, I would say that, you know, we're there for about an hour, hour and a half and, you know, get get done what we need to do. So, uh, yeah, uh, definitely if someone wants to come by and visit, as you did, Kathy, uh, we welcome them to come and visit us. It's a wonderfully warm congregation of people. You're so blessed, Bill, with that terrific group. I mean, I, we, my husband and I and our kids, we just love it there so much. Very nice. Amen. Amen. Bill, we were talking uh, before you came on about uh, nightstands. Um, the celebrities have done this thing now where they're taking photographs of their nightstands, uh, which is kind of weird. Well, it was kind of like in COVID when everybody's bookcase was on right. Zoom. You yeah. could analyze what yeah. people were reading. Now people are doing nightstands. Now, when I think of my nightstand, I think, okay, I've got this. i got these books. i got that little container for my my painkillers. Right. You know, I mean, right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, is there anything of significance on your on your nightstand you'd like to share? Well, uh, yeah, I have a beard, so... Uh, I have a lot of, I have about three or four beard products mm-hmm. uh, on my nightstand. Mm-hmm. So, uh, beard that, oil. That, 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 yeah, beard oil, mm-hmm. uh, beard butter, yeah. uh, beard softener, you yeah. know, <laughs> uh, all, that, all that stuff. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Now, why is that on your nightstand? Are you doing that before you go to bed? Well, uh, after I get out of the shower, I come in oh, my bedroom. Okay. Easy access. Yeah. Got yeah. It. I get that. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have anything like, you know, a, a thriller you're reading or, you know, your, I don't know, favorite lifesavers or nothing like that? Well, you know, I have, uh, and I'm not trying to get super spiritual on you, but oh. I, I, I have my I, I have my Bible on my phone. So, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, I just, you know, I turn on my phone and just start reading mm-hmm. my Bible. So Plug it in. I, don't yeah. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily have a Bible sitting on my stand. I got my phone, sure. which my Bible is on there. Yeah. Sure. Very nice. Okay, well, if you want to snap a picture of it, <laughs> no, no, no. post it up on Twitter, Bill. No, yeah, right. You can be like Elon Musk. Bill, it's a good word today, right? We are fools for God, yeah. fools for Christ. Amen. So thanks so much for that. Always always a pleasure for you to stop by, Bill. All right, God bless you. You as well. Bill Glaze, uh, Bethany Baptist Church in the uh, Homewood neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Stop on by. I look forward to the uh, grand opening, right? Yeah, me too. Get that occupancy permit. Come on, let's go city of Pittsburgh. Take a break. What's next? Celebrity Nightstands. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is frustrating. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare 65 Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills And it really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. Well, MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. And it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor or get 24-7 telehealth access from the comfort of your home. Very worth looking into during Medicare open enrollment, which ends December 7th. If you join right now, your second month share will be free. So don't miss this chance. Call 800-PSALM-16. That's 800-PSALM-16. 800-PSALM-16. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. And it's true. The typical family switching to MediShare saves 500 bucks or more a month, which is obviously huge for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. 
MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. There are 400,000 members. They've shared over $4 billion in medical bills, and it really is a great community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. And here's the thing. If you join MediShare Complete right now, they'll waive your new member fees, and you'll save an additional 10% off all of 2023. That's right. No fee to join, 10% off every month of next year, but it's a very limited time offer. You have to sign up before December 31st. Great savings, great health care. Find out more. Call now, 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Want to save 50% on new blinds? Blindster offers custom-made blinds, shades, and shutters shipped to you at prices less than big box retailers. And right now, save 50% off any order during Blindster's Cyber Monday sale. Hurry, sale ends December 1st. Blindster.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. A message from the American Migraine Foundation. It's an absolute nightmare. There's pain that does not stop. I feel trapped by migraine. Migraine is a disabling disease. I feel like I'm dying. You feel like the world's closing in on you. There's nothing you can do. It's like you're trapped in your head. There's no escaping it. You can't leave your body. Don't suffer alone. Make your move against migraine. Visit AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to find help, learn more, and get connected. Mainly clear skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 22. Times of clouds and sun tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 51. Cloudy skies tomorrow night becoming breezy late with a shower. Tomorrow night's low 46. A couple of morning showers Saturday. Otherwise, it'll be cloudy, windy, and mild. High 54, but temperatures falling to the lower 40s. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. So... Your medicine cabinet shows an intimate piece of your life. And so many would argue would be your nightstand. Those are the accoutrements of what you do when you're sleeping or when you're lounging in your bed. Elon Musk made a big uh, sort of stir this week when he posted a photograph of his nightstand, which include four cans of caffeine-free Diet Coke. All open. Two handguns. Not real. Not real. They're, yeah, that was kind of weird too, right? Wasn't it? They're both replicas. Is it a lighter or yep. something? Um, a fo- uh, an image of George Washington and some sort of... Something that looks like a brass bow tie. Like mm-hmm. I cannot figure out what this thing is in the bottom yeah. left. Have you seen that, the image, Gary? I think, yeah, I think I heard it could be something Buddhist or something. Oh, okay. Uh, it could be, yeah. yeah okay. All right. Uh, there's also... He's just trolling. Yeah. There's, he's a, sure looking there's for also little, yeah. some book in the back on civility, which I think is... Funny. All right. That's good. All right. Uh, so a little earlier this year, the uh, actress Sarah Jessica Parker posted a video of her bedside table covered in orange post-it notes, handwritten with rabbit, rabbit, which is a superstitious phrase that is said to generate good luck on the first day of the month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that? Never. What does that even mean? Rabbit, rabbit, post-it notes on the... (laughs) My wife's sister, one of her sisters, texts her every first of a month, and the text is rabbit, rabbit. No way. I've never heard of that. I hadn't either until, I don't know, this year. That's really weird. Okay, so also on Sarah Jessica's Parker's bedside table was um, Jerlique Rose Hand Cream. Okay. 
This Works Deep Sleep Pillow Spray. Okay. What is that? Pillow spray. I don't know. And a bottle of Square Trade Good Company Room Spray in the company's Big Sur scent. Mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow posted a photograph of her bedside table. Um, she keeps a flashlight beside her bed in case of a power outage or an earthquake. Um, Holly Waterfield is a principal interior designer, said uh, her nightstand could be a playful attempt at seeming relatable. Uh, she has uh, goop candles. Okay, that's her here. company. Mm-hmm. Goop. Uh-huh. Right. Um, mine, I have a very small nightstand. Well, they're not really large, No, but right? no, mine's, mine's small. The, no, no, smaller mine's, than that. mine's half the size of that. Mine's maybe, what, what do you think that is? Uh, that's 30 two, inches. 30 inches, okay. Mostly what I have is a stack of books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a charger for my watch okay. and a charger for my phone. All right. I have a little jar where I put a little uh, pill there that I take every night. Okay. Um for cholesterol, uh-huh. and that's it. Okay. I think so. There's not much on there. All right. Anything that we should know about your Uh I mean, I've got a Bible. That does not mean I'm spiritual. Yep. Uh, the collected works of James Harriet. James Harriet. Uh-huh. Uh, a lamp. I've a radio. A lamp. I get a lamp. A radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blistex. <laughs> of course, yeah. I can't read in bed anymore. You can't read in bed. No, anymore? no. I get in there. And I'm like, oh, really? I, I, I start to read with one eye. This Why is, is that? I don't know. You can't see over your nose. I don't know. I have, always happening? have one eye. When I get in bed, I go, okay, I'm, I got a book here, and I open it up with every good intention. Sure. I'm literally a paragraph into it, and I go, okay, I'm done, and that's it. Turn <laughs> go to bed. Well, you know me. I'm hanging out downstairs. Oh, Last night it. it was twelve thirty. And I just finished making two, pump, two, two pumpkin pies. Oh, my God. 12.30. I was two hours into sleep at that time. Yeah. Two I just, pumpkin pies. Yeah. Did you, though? Mm-hmm. I had all the ingredients left over, and I thought I should just make these. Yeah, yeah. So I did. Should have brought one in. No, I was <laughs> I mean, geez, oh. you guys. <laughs> all right. I can eat. You know when a normal a slice of pumpkin pie? Yeah. That's nowhere near big enough. No, of course pumpkin not. Pumpkin pie, yes. It Give needs a, to be like that. a nice big fat Exactly. Wedge. It needs to be just like that. Right, right. That's big exactly wedge. what I'm saying. With some Cool Whip? Yep. Or some whipped cream? Yes. Either mm, one is the fine. Super delicious. Yeah, but it yeah, needs yeah. to be big. You got two reading, of them. I was, yeah, I was reading an article about how good uh, pumpkin pie is for you. How many nutrients are in it? I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Do you put nutmeg in yours? Uh, uh, no. Oh, because I've seen It's the most nutrient-dense pie. Really? Uh-huh. Out of all the majors. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, chocolate majors. is at the bottom of, of the Of course list. it is. Cherry pie? Cherry, mm, cherry, apple. All cherries. of the fruit pies are mm. pretty equal as far as nutrition goes. All right. Very nice. All right. Uh, what's on your bedside table <laughs> and pies? You heard it here in the ride home. Coming up Side next, guard. judgment and peer review. What does that mean for a scientist? That could help all of us, too. Well, so I'm putting the finger at Yeah, exactly. Hey, relax I don't know what's it, going on. <laughs> Sorry. 101.5 WORD. What happens when you open God's Word every day? I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you every weekday here on the radio. I see the transforming effect of God's Word daily. Lives are changed because His Word gives us insight for the challenges we face and encouragement in our walk with the Lord. 
Join me and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 9.30. Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Ward FM listening family, this is Bible League International, and we've spent the last few weeks telling you about persecuted believers praying for Bibles to be able to endure and persevere in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. We told you about Pastor Rusis, whose three sons were murdered by a terrorist group that hates Christians, but rather than retaliate with violence, they invited these people to learn about Jesus. Jesus, 200 have come to Christ. They need Bibles in the Democratic Republic of the Congo and in the Middle East. Pastor Yusuf and a deacon in his church were kidnapped in broad daylight. When the family could not pay the ransom, they killed the deacon. They tortured Pastor Yusuf, but with conviction today, that brother can say it's an honor to suffer for the Lord. Word FM and Bible League are teamed up to bless 5,000 Bibleist persecuted believers with their very own Bible. You've done it for 3,000. We have 2,000 to go by this Sunday. You know what, $5 a Bible, if we saw several dozen of you make your most meaningful gift, we would be at goal. Call 800-YES-WORD, 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 or give at wordfm.com. Do it by this Sunday, and God bless you for caring. This Christmas, start a new holiday tradition that your whole family will enjoy. Museum of the Bible is celebrating the sounds of Christmas. You'll hear live performances from Keith and Kristen Getty, Point of Grace, Mark Schultz, and renowned university ensembles. You'll also see Bells of Bethlehem, the first exhibition in the U.S. featuring six bells from the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem. All this plus family-friendly activities, crafts, and sweet treats every day. Get your tickets today at museumofthebible.org. Revival Today Church presents Celebrate the King, a free Christmas event for you and your family. With musical guests Uche Agu, Ron Cannoli, Karen Sheard, and Jacqueline Carr, featuring the Revival Today Mass Choir, along with a word from Pastor Jonathan Shuttlesworth. Saturday, December 17th at the Montour Junction Sports Complex. Doors open at 6. Sign up today at rtcregister.com. Meet Brad. Brad's hard at work, or at least his website is. Ever since he added live chat with Salem Surround, Brad's customers are getting their questions answered 24-7. Website purchases have gone up 35%, and they're over three times more likely to buy from him again. No bots, just real people helping real people. Live chat, one of the easiest, most affordable ways Salem Surround can increase your business while you do other things, or nothing at all. Ask us how at surroundpittsburgh.com. A peer review. You ever been involved in a peer review? Well, I haven't been involved in a peer review, Mm. but I mean, I've certainly read a lot of peer-reviewed papers. There's a lot of judgment going on there. Cy Gard is back with us. Cy's a regular guest on our show. He's a biochemist. He's taught at NYU, University of Pittsburgh, Rutgers, and Cy. I would imagine you know very well judgment and peer review. Welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be here. And uh, yes, you're right, John. I do. (laughs) I... uh... As a scientist, uh, I, de- I dealt with peer review all the time when I was writing papers or trying to get grants. Uh, what many people don't realize is that anything that happens in science that's really important, like if you try to publish a paper or get a grant uh, re- re- uh, passed, a grant funded, uh, you have to go through peer review, which means basically that other scientists in your field, in the field that the paper's on or the field that the grant's about, they uh, review your work and decide whether or not you should get the grant or get the paper published. Mm. And these people are not paid for this. This is usually a volunteer 
activity. Uh, it's considered an honor to be able to review other people's work. Uh, and of course, many people have brought up problems with this system. Uh, sometimes it's said that, you know, only only some people get to be reviewers and perhaps they're biased. But it's kind of like democracy. It's it's a terrible system except for all the others. Mm -hmm. And that means it really does work right. uh, as, as well as we could hope. But what I wanted to discuss here is this whole question of judgment, because when when scientists do peer review on each other, they're basically passing judgment, sure. aren't they? Sure. And, you know, it, judgment is an interesting thing in the Bible. If we if we look at at what is said about judgment, it, it turns out to be a lot of different things. I think everyone remembers the phrase from Luke, you know, judge not lest you be judged. Uh, so that seems to say that we shouldn't be judging. On the other hand, later in Luke, uh, in chapter 12, uh, there's a phrase that says, why don't you judge for yourselves what is right? So that's in the same book, you're being told not to judge and to judge. Hmm. Uh, in Romans, there's in Romans 14, there's you then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Again, maybe judging is not good for people to do. But in Zechariah uh, 8, uh, we see render true and sound judgment in your courts. So this is a little befuddling. What, what, are we, what is the Bible, what is God telling us to do about judging? And I wasn't sure about this, and I, I went to uh, N.T. Wright, uh, one of his books about the New Testament, and I looked this up, and it was very interesting what I found was that uh, he said that uh, really, if you look at these, if you look at these passages carefully, what you see is that what's wrong is to judge people. What's not wrong and what's encouraged is to judge what they do, hmm. or do or say, and that's exactly what we do in scientific peer review. We're not supposed to ever say anything about the person. Uh, when I worked at NIH, uh, I, I, my job was to manage a great deal of peer review to see which grants would get funded. And it was absolutely forbidden in the review committee, peer review committee uh, meetings, to say anything disparaging or even complimentary about the person actually doing the work. Mm -hmm. You could talk about what they did, in other words, whether their papers or their research seem to be, you know, up to par, but you couldn't say, well, I met the guy and he's not very nice. That was forbidden. <laughs> That's interesting. So the work itself is being judged. The work is being judged. And if you look at the Bible, that's okay. In fact, that's encouraged. Uh, it says use judgment in your courts. So you're judging what people have been, have done, mm -hmm. but what you're not doing is passing a judgment on a person based on whatever, on what you think about them, maybe what they said to you, what you heard about them. That's the kind of judgment that Luke is talking about when he says, judge not. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, as we know, these are the things that God judges us for, not other people. Sorry, so I think... Sorry, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, I think I think there's a consistency between judgment in the scientific world and what was what we're commanded to do uh, biblically. And I, whenever I find those correspondences, I, I'm very happy. 
Dr. Seigard is with us. He's a biochemist. He's the, also the author of The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. So I, on my desk, I keep a quote from uh, former Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia because I think it mm-hmm. it's, makes exactly this point. He says, I judge ideas, not people. And if right. I can't separate the two, I'd better get another day job. <laughs> right. 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 So uh, that, that's what I it is, know right? That part, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's all there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So um, I think that's the mark of a mature person is that you can engage uh, on an idea without it becoming personal. I think, though, for someone who's in your line of work side, that idea of peer review is something that's just baked into you. And I think it's a really healthy idea. I mean, if we're talking about scientific advancement, then for crying out loud, we better make sure that there is some cohort of scientists that agree that this is where what we're going to decide is true going forward. Right. I think that's really important. But I think it's just as important in other lines of work, but we are super sensitive. Now more than ever. Yes. <clears throat> it's true. And and listen, there are times when in the scientific world, people get very upset when their peer review doesn't go well. <laughs> and, uh, sure. and, and you have to be able to, you know, understand that, well, maybe some peer reviewer made a mistake. Maybe you didn't understand what you're trying to say or trying to do. But you, we, we, we have to accept it because you have to accept judgment from somebody, right? I mean, you can't just do whatever you want. You can't get funded just because you say, I, want, I need money to do research. You can't just publish anything you want to publish. There has to be some judgment involved. And uh, who, is, who is best fit to judge what you're doing? And that is other people who do what you do, right? And, I mean, if, if you... If you get a criticism from somebody in your audience about something you did on your show, that would be one thing. But if you get that criticism or that suggestion for improvement from another radio professional, you're going to take that a little more seriously. Right. So uh, I just recently, for example, public, uh, submitted a paper uh, that I had written. It was a, I read it very badly. I don't know why. And uh, it got rejected. But the reviewers gave extensive comments there were two reviewers and those comments were very valuable and i'm rewriting it and re you know re going to resubmit it uh, using those comments as my guide and they really pinpointed a lot of true problems that i can mm-hmm. fix so judgment in of course in, in many ways is extremely helpful right because you've been judged yeah. and now uh, you vow back to go back and redo things and do it better yeah yes that's true. And I think that's true in many areas of life, as Kathy was saying. I mean, it's not just in science. And, you know, the uh, the Bible, when it tells us about judging, it's not talking about science at all. It's talking about, you know, life <laughs> and, right. and uh, you know, the courts and just things in general. So uh, judgment is important. And, you know, uh, sometimes in real life, it can be unpleasant to be judged. Uh, and sometimes it's inappropriate, especially if the judgment is not on, you know, what you're doing or saying, but it's on yourself. Yes. Uh, that may not be very pleasant, but often it's very, very helpful. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that we know that the, the ultimate judge is the Lord God, and we don't know how his judgment will 
affect us, what it will be, but, you know, we will find out. We will find out. Judgment is coming for all of us sooner or later, isn't it? It is. Okay, um, Cy, we only have 30 seconds left, so I'm just going to ask you a quick question. When you got rejected for the first time, when you submitted something, was that hard for you? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, but uh, what do you do? You you get up. <laughs> you know, if you're ever rejected from anything, uh, you you keep going and you try to improve. And and I've only gotten reject outright rejected only a few times. Usually, there's the judgment that allows me to fix things. Yeah, and that's that's what you hope for. Corrective measures, good for, good for us all, Sai, isn't it? Yeah, very nice, Sai. It's always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Okay. Cy Gart, he's a biochemist, the author of a book that is excellent called The Work of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. Look for Cy Gart online. Take a quick break. Come back. We're going to talk about brevity and Jeff Bezos. Whether you're dreaming of a white Christmas, thinking about a red-nosed reindeer, or just rocking around the Christmas tree, the team at Accurate Solutions Group would like to say thank you to everyone who helped make this year such a success. So from our family to yours, we wish you a Merry Christmas. As we turn the calendar to a new year, we would be honored to help you with your retirement planning resolutions. Give Accurate Solutions Group a call today, 412-515-0005. Accurate Solutions Group can help you create a retirement blueprint so you can find out if this is the year you can finally retire. Call 412-515-0005. Accurate Solutions Group, that's 412-515-0005 or online at asgretire.com. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. MyPillow is excited to bring you the biggest bedding sale ever, just in time for Christmas. Hey, it's John Hall. Get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98, and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more, all with the biggest discounts ever. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. You'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. And get all your shopping done now while quantities last. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. MTS stands for Master of Theological Studies, and it's a two-year degree for those who want to just deepen in their theological knowledge. With an MTS degree from RPTS, you can be ready for whatever God calls you to. We have three areas of concentration, biblical counseling, biblical studies, either the Old or the New Testament. You can also do one in doctrinal or historical studies. Learn how to get your Master of Theological Studies degree entirely online at rpts.edu. RPTS, study under pastors. If you've ever read anything by the Puritans or other fathers of the faith, you know that their reverence for God was deep and profound. You can incorporate their prayers into your own worship time using the devotional Be Thou My Vision. 
This is a beautiful hardcover book that presents prayers, catechisms, and creeds from throughout the centuries in an easy-to-read daily format. Request a copy from Truth For Life at truthforlife.org slash donate. There's a, a book out about Jeff Bezos, not about the man, but more so about the man's communication style. Um, very, very interesting when you look at this. Uh, it's called The Bezos Blueprint. Um, is brevity the soul to success? And so in the, in the book itself, they talk about uh, Jeff Bezos and his annual reports, some 48,000 words to be exact, 48,062 over 24 years of uh, these um, extractions of how the company's doing. Uh, 2,481 sentences, which average 18.8 words per sentence. Um, They start out, if you do 18.8 words per sentence, it's an 11th grade readability. But then he shows how Bezos narrows it down even shorter to 16 words per sentence, which is fit for an eighth grader. Mm-hmm. Um, 16.6 words per sentence. So the idea of this whole book is that we live in this age where a people's attention span increasingly shorter and shorter. So the less that's said in many ways. The better. Yes, we get to the point quicker. Yeah. And so. And are they talking about how things are written on the on the Amazon site as well? Uh, no, they're talking okay. about just him as a okay, communicator. Okay, I a- have noticed. I, I've, I think the Amazon website is one of the most unbelievable creations in cyberspace. I mean, it's so well done, and it's on a very basic reading level, also. Yes. And I've noticed that for a long time. the The image, like the way the site works, is infinitely better and simpler than a lot of other people who are selling the same things. Well, imagine who you're communicating to. Yeah. People with basic education right. to, you know, right. higher ups. And it's and it's well organized enough so that you don't get lost in all the information. Right. Okay, this is interesting to me because in talking about this book and the communication style, they say this. Many writing instructors suggest putting your strongest stuff at the beginning of the sentence, the locomotive and save an interesting word for the end, the caboose. The weak stuff goes in the middle. Now, a prime example, they say, is Shakespeare from Macbeth, in which a messenger says, The queen, my lord, is dead. Shakespeare could have written, The queen is dead, my, my lord. lord, but he didn't, because yeah. he knew that the sentence would be more powerful if he led with the locomotive and saved the shocker for the caboose. Mm-hmm. In the words of one writing expert, Shakespeare struck the landing. Mm-hmm. The queen, my lord, is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I he's, always like. I mean, you can hate him because he's a multi-jillionaire. You can say a I mean, lot. You can about do whatever the guy. you want, but I'm telling you, it's an incredible intellect and drive that can produce what he's produced. He started out trying to sell yeah. books. Yeah, and out turned of the it garage, into selling the world. Yep. How's your writing style? I mean, uh, I always liked taking a r- writing courses. Mm-hmm. Certainly was I was not an English major, but you know the idea of breaking things down and looking at words and twisting a phrase, right? A bright something here, a dark something there. I just think it's fast. Yeah. The English language, all language, is just incredibly interesting. Yeah, I would say that you are a good writer um, because of what you read, what you've read. 
Yes. I think that's the case for 90% of people. Isn't that the case? Is that you're a product of what you read. Undoubtedly. If you don't read, then what's your template? Yeah, you don't get a feel for writing. You don't get it. The other thing I always told my kids, because this is the way I I learned how to write when I was younger, and I I write this, I, I learned this when I was a senior in high school, and I've done it ever since, is whenever I have to write something, I write it and then I read it out loud to mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. And that's how you know whether it works or not. It makes sense. Yep. Right. And whether it whether it sounds what does it sound like? Yep. Does that sound juvenile? You know, does that sound too puffy? Does is it like a little too effete? Yeah. Or is it, you know, is it regular enough for the person I'm sending it to? Is it, you know, intelligent enough for the person I'm sending it to you to, you know, Right. Does it hit to the heart of the matter? Yeah. How about the uh, what, what I loved was reading my kids writing whenever they were like in junior high or in high school or now in college and beyond. It's a real because you think, you know, your kids. Yeah. But then you read their writing and you go, oh, look at that. How about I, that? I love that so much. It's like a whole other side that was kind of mm-hmm. hidden until they show you on paper who they are. Did you like creative writing? Very much. I so. bet you did. Yeah, very much. Anyway, just words. We're going to have a creative hour coming up next in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll talk about the National Christmas Tree, which turns 100. We'll also talk about the Respect for Marriage Act. What is it that you need to know? What is it that maybe you've heard that isn't true? It's coming up next, 5 o'clock hour, the ride. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Your financial advisor before investing. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden and French President Macron have been discussing European concerns over the recently passed climate law in the U.S., Greg Clunkston reports. The two presidents have strong personal ties, and they both highlighted the enduring bond between their two countries. But Macron made clear his opposition to pro-American subsidies that would hurt Europe. Mr. Biden said there's room for compromise. There's tweaks that we can make that can fundamentally make it easier for European countries to participate and or be on their own. Meanwhile, the two leaders expressed solidarity in their ongoing support for Ukraine, which is under attack by Russia. Greg Clugston, Washington. The number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits was down last week. Applications for the unemployment uh, benefit fell to 225,000, a decline of 16,000. This is SRN News. There's still time for business owners to claim their federal aid under the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. Cash refunds of up to $26,000 per employee are available for employers who continue to pay their employees during the COVID epidemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at Ferguson, TMR, and Associates have been serving business owners across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE, and your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per employee of free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE. That's 833-ERC-FILE. 
E-R-C-F-I-L-E. I'm thankful for the time I get to spend with my family during Christmas. Christmas is a time for gratitude at Eden Christian Academy. I'm thankful for the opportunity that I get to spend time with those I love. My favorite thing about the holiday season is seeing the look on my family's face when I give them a really good gift. During the Christmas season, I'm thankful that I can see all of my family members in one place. I'm thankful for the friends and relationships that I've made here at Eden. Merry Christmas from your friends at Eden Christian Academy. How was your drive to school? Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel, the greatest collection of conservative minds, all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle is back and bigger than ever. For five years, the Christmas Mortgage Miracle has made it possible for you to win next year's mortgage or rent. This year, we've raised the grand prize to $18,000. To pay for next year's mortgage or rent. Increase your opportunity to win when you enter up to once per day and complete optional bonus tasks. Trinity Jewelers presents the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Enter today at wordfm.com. Mainly clear skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 22. Times of clouds and sun tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 51. Cloudy skies tomorrow night becoming breezy late with a shower. Tomorrow night's low 46. Couple of morning showers Saturday. Otherwise, it'll be cloudy, windy, and mild. High 54, but temperatures falling to the lower 40s. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Yesterday marked the 100th anniversary of the, um, the lighting of the National Christmas Tree. 100 years. Okay. Joe Biden, of course, uh, pressed the button that turned on all the lights yolanda adams is that right sang i bet that was lovely by the white house yeah a hundred years uh it goes back of course um to calvin coolidge i was trying to figure out who would have been president then. 100 years ago calvin coolidge did the first mm-hmm. lighting um the christmas tree was not lit from 1942 to 1944 of course due to the second world war it is the second oldest white house tradition after the Easter egg roll, which began in 1878. A hundred years, a fairly significant time, of course, and um, a a few traditions that go along with the the Christmas tree celebration. Okay. Um, What's interesting is um, it has been a place for God talk. 
over the years for both Democrats and Republicans. In 1940, FDR um, talked about the United States entering the conflict in Europe. Of course, we were not in the conflict in 1940. FDR said um, he invoked the, the the Beatitudes of Christ. He said, quote, belligerent nations to read the Sermon on the Mount, a National Park Service timeline notes that he did compel all belligerent nations to read the Beatitudes of Christ. In 1986, Ronald Reagan offered a different interpretation. He said, for some, Christmas just marks the birth of a great philosopher and prophet, a great and good man. To others, it marks something still more, the pinnacle of all history, the moment when the God of all creation, in the words of the creed, God from God and light from light, humbled himself to become a baby crying in a manger. I mean, that's fabulous. Mm -hmm. The Christmas tree was also joined by other symbols of faith throughout the years. At times, there's been a nativity set with life-size figures. An Islamic star made an appearance in 1997. A public menorah in 1979. A candelabra moved to a location on the ellipse in 1987 at the first national menorah. Uh, the lights, of course, have continued for the Christmas tree in difficult times. After the November 22nd, 1963 assassination of JFK, the successor waited, LBJ, waited uh, until a 30-day mourning period mm, to okay. light the Christmas tree. A few months after the 9-11 terrorist attack, uh, G.W. Bush rode in a motorcade uh, to the Ellipse on the Washington Mall to light the Christmas tree. And um, while its name has been kept the National Christmas Tree. Others, like the neighboring Capitol Christmas Tree, is now a Capitol Holiday Tree. Oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. Uh, The tree also is really about kids. An ailing seven-year-old girl uh, back in in 1983 asked President Reagan and First Lady Nancy Reagan for her Make-A-Wish program to be with them as they press the button. And it turns out that she herself pressed the button for the the tree. So it's it's a great tradition. I wonder if other countries have something like that. Yes. I want, I don't know the answer to that. And I'm wondering how you feel about the fact that we don't have a Christmas tree at point at the point this year. No, we do not. Mm -hmm. First time. Right. Now I thought that they had decided to have the tree. It's gone back and forth multiple times. Okay. The last I had read and paid attention, it was coming back. They had decided to to do away with it, and then there was a public outcry. I remember that there was a petition that was Mm -hmm. signed, and so they agreed to go forward with it. I am pretty sure that that was in 2022 that that Mm -hmm. happened, so I'm not sure what, I think it was in 2021, and last year it made an appearance for the final time. Okay. Right. Now, look, we left yesterday, went down the elevator. There's no Christmas tree in our lobby, Mm -mm. which has been a tree forever. Right. Right. Yeah, there's no no tree in the lobby. And it does it bother you at the point? It yeah, bothers, bothers me. me. Yeah, it bothers, bothers me. me. What, I really what? miss it. Pittsburgh's not worthy of a Christmas tree. Well, remember it was the it was the argument about what it like it's it was a Duquesne Light didn't want to keep paying for it. And then there was an issue about yeah, you can't, can't have that. something like that on in a state park. Right. What? So people are offended by a Christmas tree. I really How thought can, so, a, I, I need a beautiful to do some thing. more research. I really thought something happened in twenty twenty two. Or it was in Christmas of twenty one, saying that they had they had agreed to something. There was no. a brief reprieve okay. for only one year. Now look, we were down at uh, Market Square on Friday night. Uh, the Market Square, uh, beautiful German what, Christmas you, market. Yeah, Christmas market. There's a that tree at PPG Place. 
It's so beautiful. Oh. I mean, it changes colors. It's really, yep. it's fascinating. It's super funny. I love it so much. Yeah. It's a new tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a new tree this uh-huh. year. Is it? Yeah. Really excellent. Yeah, it's really wonderful. I love it. But I, I have to go back to my complaint. I'm just really missing that at the point. So the point stick. looks so dark and dull. Yeah. It's bothersome. Now, did you notice that there's a tree in front of Acrisure Stadium? You mean Heinz Field? <laughs> I was trying to be good. Yeah. I did not know. Yeah, that. there is. Is that the Rooney family? Mm, I don't know who does it, but mm-hmm. there's a nice big tree in front of the stadium. Good. But right, nothing this... at the point, which looks So why was it? What, what's, the, what's the problem? What, some... The Duquesne Light had, had sponsored it for like some... Like they can't afford to pay a bill. Duquesne Light had sponsored why it for the a city long time. Paying? They decided that they weren't going to do it, and then, there, then they pulled up some crazy... Uh, piece of regulation which Separation said that you, of church and state. no a regulation which said that you couldn't erect something like that in a state park and Point State Park is a state park and so that but that seemed to me like it was an excuse mm-hmm. like oh we're going to pick up this random you know regulation no one's read in decades and oh, we're going to use it so that we don't have to have the tree down there. I wonder if there's okay so we're talking about it have other people talked I don't about know. it right I haven't seen anything in the trip or the PG no. People are grumpy. That's why we can't have nice things. Is that why? That's pretty much it, I think, right? I'm going to investigate this before tomorrow. Okay, look at you. Like Wayne Van Dyne. Huh? Holy smokes, Cap. All right, coming up next, the Respect for Marriage Act. What is it that you need to know about it? What have you heard that maybe isn't true? We'll talk about it next. 101.5 WORD. In the battle for America's Christian values, Charlie Kirk and TPUSA Faith have stood strong, helping equip, engage, and empower generations of Americans to defend their faith. We're in a fight to save our country. Now they need your support, covering the cost of resources. And thanks to a generous 75K match, your best gift will be double. Double. Help defend faith and freedom now with a tax-deductible donation. Give today and help Christians stand strong in their faith. Make your gift online at wordfm.com. Christmas at the Spring House in 84 means lots of activities. Although we don't look like elves, we certainly feel like Santa's helpers as we go about our daily chores. In the bake shop, we're making pie dough and pie fillings from scratch to produce the best homemade pies you've ever tasted. The favorites are raspberry, apple crumb, caramel walnut, pumpkin, and sour cherry. And we're also doing all kinds of breads and cookies for gifts or just for good eating. In the basket-making area, we're putting together wonderful country gift baskets just popping full and topped with beautiful bows. We like to say they're no fluff. They're just filled with good stuff. In the smokehouse, we're smoking round the clock our own hickory-smoked hams, turkeys, and even salmon. And I almost forgot we're also making our own eggnog with fresh milk from our own cows, and it's wonderful. Throughout the Springhouse store, we're filled with country gifts that will delight the young and the young at heart. Come to the Springhouse in 84 for an old-fashioned Christmas. Ward FM listening family, this is Bible League International, and we've spent the last few weeks telling you about persecuted believers praying for Bibles to be able to endure and persevere in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. We told you about Pastor Rusis, whose three sons were murdered by a terrorist group that hates Christians, but rather than retaliate with violence, they invited these people to learn about Jesus. 200 have come to Christ.
least they need Bibles in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And in the Middle East, Pastor Yusuf and a deacon in his church were kidnapped in broad daylight. When the family could not pay the ransom, they killed the deacon. They tortured Pastor Yusuf. But with conviction today, that brother can say it's an honor to suffer for the Lord. Word FM and Bible League are teamed up to bless 5,000 Bibleist persecuted believers with their very own Bible. You've done it for 3,000. We have 2,000 to go by this Sunday. You know what $5 a Bible, if we saw several dozen of you make your most meaningful gift, we would be at goal. Call 800-YES-WORD, 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 or give at wordfm.com. Do it by this Sunday, and God bless you for caring. Friday, December 2nd, Memorial Park Church presents a free Christmas benefit concert with Nicole Nordman, along with special guest Jason Gray. Your Goodwill offering will help support the work of EduNations, a nonprofit committed to educating students in Sierra Leone. Nicole Nordman with Jason Gray, 7 p.m. December 2nd. Get free tickets now at EduNations.org slash concert. You may have seen a headline. Perhaps you've read an article or two or delved deeper into the Respect for Marriage Act. It's certainly causing quite a kerfuffle across the country. What is it? What does it mean for us as believers? Stanley Carlson Teese joins us. He's founder, senior director of the Institutional Religious Freedom Alliance Center for the Center for Public Justice, co-author with Steve Mosma of Free to Serve, Protecting the Religious Freedom of Faith-Based Organizations. And Stanley Carlson Teese is with us right now. Stanley, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much. Stanley, uh, my Twitter feed is alight with people of the Christian faith who are losing their minds, thinking that this is the end um, or this is the beginning of it. Um, And I'm wondering if you think that their uh, anger or fear is uh, out of place. Well, these are obviously complicated things. I mean, we've had a kind of stable consensus in the past about marriage, not fully biblical marriage, but some kind of idea, and that's changed with public opinion. And the Supreme Court stepped in, and I think the question now is, uh, what should be done about it? My own view is, actually, having worked on this for quite a while, that the Respect for Marriage Act will put Christian ministries and Christian people in better shape than we are at the moment. And that's because the Supreme Court just said across the country there's going to be same-sex marriage. All these marriages are the equivalent. And although it said it's important to respect people who have other convictions, of course, they didn't put any protections in the law, whereas this bill does. Yes. So, Stanley, before we go any further, can you define for us what the Respect for Marriage Act is and why there is this consternation? Let's go back to the beginning and talk to you about it from a secular perspective. Yeah. So uh, the Supreme Court said same-sex marriage in the Obergefell decision. Um, and so that that's the law of the land, yeah. uh, you know, as it is. But then when uh, when the Dobbs decision it's about abortion, not about marriage, came up, uh, Justice Thomas, in his concurring opinion, said, well, just like we overturned Roe versus Wade, maybe it's time to rethink the uh, precedents in some other cases, including the same sex marriage one. And that led a lot of uh, gay rights people to say, maybe that'll happen. So shouldn't we get the court, uh, excuse me, shouldn't we get Congress to step in and say, no, this is the way the law of the land is in case the court decides to change its view. So that's where this started. Um, and very quickly, the House passed the, the what they call the Respect for Marriage Act, um, which says that the, 
that the federal government has to respect whatever kinds of marriages states contract. And interestingly, the Respect for Marriage Act doesn't say states have to acknowledge, uh, have to license same-sex marriages, but they have to respect them if they are contracted in a different state. And so that's what it did. But the House, it just passed it like that with, I think, 47 Republican votes, no attention to religious freedom concerns, which I think uh, everybody's been concerned about ever since Massachusetts first put gay marriage into the law for that state. So it, this has been a bubbling issue. What, what do we do? As the Supreme Court has said something, it hasn't protected religious freedom. What happens to organizations and people who believe in what we think is God's design for marriage? Yes. Okay, so then a, a large majority of believers, people, people of the Christian faith, would say, well, I disagree with this because marriage is between one man and one woman, no matter what the federal government would say. But your take is what? You think that the Respect for Marriage Act essentially is a good thing? Yeah, I think it's a good thing. Um, I I totally agree. I mean, God, I think it's pretty clear what God says the way marriage ought to be. And that's true not just for Christians, for, but for all of society. Of course, we know most of our society doesn't agree with that. They long time ago departed from the idea of a li- lifelong faithful uh, union yes. and sex inside of marriage. Uh, but there was a little bit of stability, but that's really disappeared. And for a lot of people around us, including some in our churches, I think, uh, you know, any, any kind of marriage kind of union between two people, they're all equivalent. That's just a very different kind of view. So I think in this a democratic society, then we have to decide what can the law do to make sure that people who say, no, that's not right, aren't forced into having to follow along that same line. And that's what Respect for Marriage Act does, in my view. It it doesn't change the same-sex marriage part of it. That's already what the law has been now for quite a while. But it does say that governments then can't force people who believe in that other view of marriage to then have to go along and, for example, uh, celebrate or uh, let their facilities be used for same-sex marriages, that religious organizations can't lose their grants or their tax-exempt status because uh, they believe in traditional marriage. That's what the Respect for Marriage Act does. Stanley Carlson Tees is with us, founder and senior director of the Institutional Religious Freedom Alliance Center for the Center for Public Justice. Um, Stanley, I and before you leave us, I want to make sure we're able to give out some resources for people that want to read more about this in uh, in greater detail. Um, but for now, could you talk to us about the kinds of protections that you feel like are sufficient? Um, I think that's a lot of the where the fear comes from is that, okay, so if we are going to have uh, same-sex marriage across the board and I run a an organization that perhaps is a church or perhaps isn't a church, maybe mm-hmm. it's outside the church but has a Christian mission to it and all of a sudden I'm going to be forced into doing something or agreeing with something. I, right. Or you're a baker. Right. So yeah. uh, to talk about the specifics here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh... – you know, that's kind of the dilemma that we're in already, right, because right. uh, the, the Supreme Court said same-sex marriage across the country. But it said people ought to respect the other view, but they didn't put any uh, meat behind that because that's not the job of the court to uh, construct the rest of the law. So that's been kind of left up in the air. Uh, what the Respect for Marriage Act does is to say government officials have to respect same-sex marriages wherever they happen. But it doesn't say that to private organizations or private people. And in fact, it specifically says that not just churches, but also, say, a religious school that has a you know big meeting area, 
They do not have to help celebrate or, uh, you know, uh, participate in marriage ceremonies of same-sex couples. And it also says very clearly that an organization that has different views about marriage will not lose its tax-exempt status because of that or its access to government funding or accreditation or licensing. I think there's a lot of people out there who say, wait a second, uh, that that's not that's not what it says, but just read the text, and that's exactly what it says. The, I think, to my mind, the really important thing that's happening here is that Congress, and in the Senate, that means all the Democrats, along with a number of Republicans, and in the House, it'll be the same thing. It'll be a whole lot of Democrats plus some Republicans saying that when we're going to do, as a Congress, same-sex marriage, we're going to say that's one of the things that's going to be out there. At the same time, we're saying we have to respect people who have the traditional view, and we can't force their institutions to engage in same-sex marriage or to have to, to lose their accreditation or their ability to do adoption or whatever if they don't go along with that. I think that's highly important to not just have an abstract religious freedom principle in the Constitution, but to have it actually in the same part of the law that says same-sex marriage. Right. But to be fair, though, Stanley, there are people that we know, of course, probably within your circle and certainly within ours, who are conservative Christians who think the Respect for Marriage Act is not necessarily a good thing. Yes? Yeah, there, there certainly are. And, and some, in part, it's because of, you know, can we let the law say the wrong thing, which, of course, it does all the time. It, it doesn't uphold Jesus Christ as Savior. It doesn't uphold traditional biblical marriage uh, and so on. And that's sad. We have to continue fighting that battle as we do with, with prayer and our witness. And I, I say, while we keep fighting that battle, as we will till Jesus comes again, let's have some protection in the law for mm-hmm. people who do have the traditional view and do want to put that out there and do want to live their lives and conduct their services in that way. So I think that's a really important thing. There are disputes about how strong are the religious freedom protections, but it seems to me the debates that are going on about that, they're, they're great. Uh, at the end of the day, what was really important was to get the votes that would put this into the law, because the best language you have, if it's just in your bill, it's just in your back pocket, that doesn't protect anybody. What we need is something that's actually in the law, and it looks like that that's what's going to happen here. Stanley, it seems like uh, from the way that you're describing it and from what I've read that this is a matter of strategy and compromise, um, but not in a bad. I'm not saying a compromise as a negative. I'm just saying that, you know, uh, I think conservatives are admitting the fact that the ship, same, the ship has sailed. Same sex marriage is already the law of the land. And so instead of fighting that battle that's already been lost, let's focus on what we think is perhaps even a greater principle or, you know, uh, a, a principle of equal value, which is religious freedom for all. Yeah. I, you know, if you look around the Western world and even the rest of the world now, this idea that, you know, what biblical marriage that has just really vanished. And you just kind of wonder, how did that happen so quickly in Western societies that supposedly, you know, have this Christian basis? But it's happened. I think in the United States, we have a chance to not just let all of us get wrapped up into it's got to be the secular way. And that's the end of the story. And that's because we have this very strong principle from the beginning of religious freedom, of government having to respect private conscience, private organizations, and so on. And I think that gives us a chance not to just have the law once again be what we hoped it would be, but to have it actually protect those of us who believe something else and can continue to freely make that argument and live in that way. And I think that's what we have to do in our very rapidly changing society. And then trust God to uh, 
to give us a, a positive witness uh, to our neighbors and help them see that the, the path that they've taken may sound good to them, but it's actually not turning out so well. Here's a different way to do things. That's what we appeal to you for. What's interesting, at least from my perspective, Stanley, maybe this is different from yours, is that when I when I see or, or read or watch coverage about the Respect for Marriage Act, it feels as though, at least from where I am again, that it's there's it's minimal push uh, from from media that this is probably considered to be just a, a done deal. We're going to get on with it. We're going to the votes are in place, and that's that. There hasn't been like you know a huge outcry like there was with Roe v. Wade in the Supreme Court. It, it feels as though this is it, and uh, let's just uh, just go on. Yeah, well, I think that's partly because, uh, of course, a lot of the media think about the main second of course, would like same-sex marriage to be the law and probably even to force everybody to say, to agree, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of marriage, they're all the same. Uh, it, it took a lot of work and a lot of courage from some Democratic senators, I think, to say, no, that's that's not what we're going to do. We're actually going to put in protections for people who believe this other view of marriage, and that's, you know, that's the way they think it ought to be. And can't we find a way to live together in our society? I think that's a big challenge for us to stay. How do we live together when we have very different views? We're not doing a very good job of it, and we've got to figure it out for the sake of ourselves, but also our neighbors who ought to be able to um, be convinced into what's right and, and not uh, have to kind of force themselves to get some respect for what they think is important. Stanley, tell us about the Institutional Religious Freedom Alliance Center. Yes, Institutional Religious Freedom Alliance, it's it's a bad name in a way, but I really wanted to put institutions and religious freedom in the foreground. Uh, Often, especially in the past, we always thought about, you know, individual religious freedom, which is really important. But one way I live my religious life out, and everybody does, is through institutions, adoption agencies, of course, and synagogues and, and churches and so on. And to put that in the foreground and say it's really vital that governments respect institutions and not just individuals, the institutional religious freedom and not just individuals. That's one thing that the Respect for Marriage Act does is protect institutions through which people put their religious values into practice, including their their views about marriage. So that's what we do. We work uh, not in the courtroom that we've got wonderful organizations that do that, but especially with Congress and with the administration and to make sure that the things they do don't create problems down the road that um, mean that people have to go to court. Very good. What about if people are listening and want more information, Stanley, about the Respect for Marriage Act? Where should they go? Yeah, so I suggest two things. One is uh, the Center for Public Justice website. It's easy, cpjustice, cpjustice.org, or just put in Center for Public Justice. And kind of on the first uh, page there, you'll see an article I wrote explaining the uh, Respect for Marriage Act as it's been amended by the Senate. That's a good place. Another resource, it's called the First Amendment Partnership. Um, You could just type in those words, First Amendment Partnership, or the URL is 1stamendmentpartnership.org, and that collects a lot of uh, FAQs, uh, you know, responding to criticisms about the bill. There's a letter there from premier constitutional law scholars who say why they think this is so important, and you can easily get to the, the bill from there as well. So I'd suggest those two resources, Center for Public Justice and the First Amendment Partnership. Very good. cpjustice.org, First Amendment yep. Partnership. Also, thank you, Stanley Carlson. Yes, Stanley. For your faith, for your advocacy, your intellect for Christians in this country. We greatly appreciate your time here. Thanks so much.
Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive affordable single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. Ward FM listening family, this is Bible League International and we spent the last few weeks telling you about persecuted believers praying for Bibles to be able to endure and persevere in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. We told you about Pastor Rusis, whose three sons were murdered by a terrorist group that hates Christians, but rather than retaliate with violence, they invited these people to learn about Jesus. 200 have come to Christ. They need Bibles in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And in the Middle East, Pastor Yusuf and a deacon in his church were kidnapped in broad daylight. When the family could not pay the ransom, they killed the deacon. They tortured Pastor Yusuf, but with conviction today, that brother can say it's an honor to suffer for the Lord. Word FM and Bible League are teamed up to bless 5,000 Bibleist persecuted believers with their very own Bible. You've done it for 3,000. We have 2,000 to go by this Sunday. You know what $5 a Bible? If we saw several dozen of you make your most meaningful gift, we would be at goal. Call 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or give at wordfm.com. Do it by this Sunday and God bless you for caring. I'm thankful for the time I get to spend with my family during Christmas. Christmas is a time for gratitude. At Eden Christian Academy. I'm thankful for the opportunity that I get to spend time with those I love. My favorite thing about the holiday season is seeing the look on my family's face when I give them a really good gift. During the Christmas season, I'm thankful that I can see all of my family members in one place. I'm thankful for the friends and relationships that I've made here at Eden. Merry Christmas from your friends at Eden Christian Academy. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Are you ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular nine day Mediterranean cruise? Join Alistair Begg in August 2023 to renew your vision, purpose, and connection with Christ as Alistair powerfully unpacks God's Word. Explore the biblical landscapes Paul encountered as he shared the gospel along breathtaking cliffside villages. Simply call 855-565-5519 or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. Mainly clear skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 22. Times of clouds and sun tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 51. Cloudy skies tomorrow night becoming breezy late with a shower. Tomorrow night's low 46. A couple of morning showers Saturday. Otherwise, it'll be cloudy, windy, and mild. High 54, but temperatures falling to the lower 40s. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Sense. Is what makes sense? A safety deposit box. I want to say yes. At the same time, they kind of 
I'm leery of them. You're leery of them, really? because yeah, I don't necessarily think they're as safe as people think. Oh, wait, you've watched too many, like... I'm just saying. You know, 10 p.m. NBC dramas. No, I'm just, you know, all of a sudden, you know, there's George Clooney and, uh, you know... Right, all, wait, okay, well, wait, what you're putting in there isn't like, you know, the Vegas Casino winnings for the day. Are they really safe? Oh, yeah, I, I think they're safe. I think if you yeah. did some research, you find maybe they're oh, not no, as safe no, as you I, think they why are. Why would you think that? Because people have access to yeah. them. Well, There's keys that are floating around. What would mean keys are floating around? Like some random guy in Brentwood has a key to your safety deposit Look box. Look at the banks. The, the way the banks are today. One day there's they're here, the in, next they're there's gone. There's some dude in Cranberry that's going to break in. He might. Nobody cares. You think they make sense? I think they make sense. I don't think they do. No, I think they make sense. You in fact, one. I don't have one, and it's one of those things in the middle of the night that I think about mm-hmm. that I should have. I remember going to, like, uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> childhood confession. When I was 20, uh, maybe 21, I had one. Then I lost the key and forgot about it, <laughs> and this stuff was just taken away by the government. <laughs> I think about that from time to time. I go, remember those little books that I had in there and that... Uh, uh, so it doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Right. I think it does make sense, right. and I feel badly that I don't have one. Okay. Well, next, uh, then go to your local bank and, and get one. Yeah. You'll feel better don't about it. Don't you want to put some important documents in What there? do I have? Well, you have, like, your mortgage <laughs> and your insurance documents and your baby pictures. Uh, don't my you? baby pay? pictures. Okay. It doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Does this make sense? Battery-powered candles. Oh. Now, I got a yeah. Christmas present uh-huh. years ago from my niece. And when I opened them up, I, I, I'm sorry, I probably hurt her feelings. Oh, no. I, I scoffed. I was like, what? what do I and then I opened them up, and they had a remote control. Right. And I was like, what do I need this for? I love them. <laughs> I love them. They, I look forward to every Christmas season putting them out. They change colors. They dance. They do. They are so cool. And they look like little candles. And they're all over the house. And they're not going to burn your house down. No. If you fall asleep downstairs, which you never do. No. Battery-powered candles. I thought they were foolish. They make perfect sense to me. I thought they were tacky. Mm-hmm. Horribly tacky. Yeah. And then I got a bunch of them, like, as a for my daughter's party. Yeah. Well, it just livened up the whole place. Of course it does. And no fuss, I no wasn't moss. worried about the cats. Mm-mm. The wax. I got to say, I kind of like it. That makes sense, candles. John. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Put those in your safety deposit box. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 101.5 WORD. God bless everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for for all of next year? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas. God bless us. God bless us. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com. My pillow's excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock. Hey, it's John Hall. Last Christmas you made My Slippers the number one selling My Pillow product, and now they've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. What makes My Slippers different is the exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve the stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere, and save $90 off with promo code WORD. That's only $49.98 a pair. 
You'll absolutely love my slippers. And now they're also extending their 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gift ever. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954 now. Again, use promo code WORD to save $90 on the original My Slippers. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. Research shows listeners prefer a personalized experience. So to help you remember, Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance. We personalize this ad for Amber, who really misses boy bands from the 90s. Hey, girl. <laughs> I'm the cute one. Here to tell you how Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. I'm the heartthrob. The only thing I love more than you is saving. And I'm the other boy in the band everyone forgot about. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. I'm thankful for the time I get to spend with my family during Christmas. Christmas is a time for gratitude at Eden Christian Academy. I'm thankful for the opportunity that I get to spend time with those I love. My favorite thing about the holiday season is seeing the look on my family's face when I give them a really good gift. During the Christmas season, I'm thankful that I can see all of my family members in one place. I'm thankful for the friends and relationships that I've made here at Eden. Merry Christmas from your friends at Eden Christian Academy. Friday, December 2nd, Memorial Park Church presents a free Christmas benefit concert with Nicole Nordman, along with special guest Jason Gray. Your Goodwill offering will help support the work of Edunations, a nonprofit committed to educating students in Sierra Leone. Nicole Nordman with Jason Gray, 7 p.m. December 2nd. Get free tickets now at edunations.org slash concert. We greatly enjoyed our time with the Bible League. We do this campaign, and it's so exciting because we know that as you give to the Bible League campaign, people all over the world will receive their very own copy, their very own first copy of the Bible, which is fantastic. I mean, you think about the first time that someone gave you a Bible, how you felt about that. Imagine what that's like in places around the world where, you know, the access to so many things are deeply limited. Michael Warworth is back with us from the Bible League. He is essentially the eyes and the ears around the world. Michael, uh, the days are waning for our campaign, are they not? (laughs) Yeah, John Craig. Yeah, thanks for a couple of uh, minutes. Just to uh, come on one more time and remind your listeners of what they've done for the persecuted church hope you both had a nice uh, thanksgiving i know we're we flipped the calendars uh, we're uh, into december now and we're the final days of this campaign we joined forces a couple of weeks ago john kath you and i were on for two straight days um gary and uh, kenny helped uh, prime the pump earlier in the day but we've set a goal to bless 5,000 Bibleist persecuted believers in many parts of Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and Latin America. Um, and we simply wanted to do that uh, by December 4th. That is on Sunday. Let me tell you where we are right now. We're just north of about 4,200 Bibles. That means that 4,200 prayers have been answered, John and Kath, by your amazing listeners. Why? Because they get this. I can't recall a time that they have never hit these um, goals very, very hard. We never take that for granted. We praise uh, God to be at this point, especially 
in a time when it's very difficult uh, to give. Let me tell you why we're at this point. Um, a little more than 80% of the way to our goal, 800 Bibles to go. Let me say thanks to Mark of Washington, Cynthia of Elwood City, uh, Don of uh, Greater Pittsburgh. Thank you, Pat of, uh, of Pittsburgh. Mark of West Newton, the Helping Ham Home Care Service of Cranberry Township. Thank you for a gift of $1,000. Ruth Ann of Coriopolis, Joseph of Chicora, Roger of Pittsburgh, and Brian of Lower Barella. Thanks some others before we wrap up today. But John and Kath, as I travel the world and I've met with these heroes of the faith, uh, you've, you've uh, sat, I think, kneecap to kneecap with some persecuted believers. I know, Kath, you and I, when we visited Indonesia, we knew the backstory of uh, that church, Ayatop, Pasaban Mountain, just off the, uh, the Indian Ocean. And these people have paid a tremendous price, again, simply for believing Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But I've noticed two characteristics I want for my, my own walk with Jesus, and that is they love their enemies. They don't hate those that would persecute them. They want to point them to the Lord Jesus. They see value in their suffering. That's number one. They uh, love their enemies. And number two, they count it all joy. They count it all joy to suffer for the Lord Jesus. And I see that as I've traveled the world, the stories uh, hit my uh, my little studio in Chicago for Bible League. And we want to help these brothers and sisters. They live out their Christian faith without a Bible. They live under tremendous persecution. And the joy of knowing that this year, as we wrap up on Sunday and we circle back to these different groups that we've told you about over the last couple of weeks, it's a joy to say, you know what, this year, you're going to read for yourselves the Christmas story where John writes, uh, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and the Christmas story that Matthew pins uh, in his book. And so, John Cathigan, we're, we're more than 80% to our goal. We've got 800 to go. Let me tell you how quickly we could get there. Um, at $5 a Bible, that's a gift of about $4,000. Now, listen, we don't really need hundreds of you at this point to give. That'd be wonderful. But, you know, if we had three or four dozen of you, maybe that's a gift of 20 Bibles at $100. Maybe that's 30 Bibles at 150 Listen, make your most meaningful gift. And on Sunday, when we wrap up this campaign, we'll sing the uh, Hallelujah Chorus and let these Bibleist Christians know your Bibles, they are coming. This com, uh, this campaign for the Bible League ends on Sunday. And did I hear you correctly that we are $4,000 to goal? Is that right, Michael? Yeah, we're a little north of 4,000 Bibles. What's that mean? It means we have we have 4,000, 4,200 answers to prayer, Kath. We have 800 to go. Now, listen, a reasonable question is, okay, Michael, uh, you know, if, if you're batting uh, 800 in baseball, that's pretty good, right? But here's the thing. We know these Christians by name. We've got 800 that we want to see their prayers answered in the coming days. And so think about that at $5 a Bible. Kath, let me just mention a few others that have gotten involved. Raymond of Pittsburgh, thank you. Abigail of New Kensington. Janice of Carn City, thank you. Carl of Claysville. Nathaniel of Wilkinsburg. And then just in the last couple of days, dear friend, a man by the name of David near the Ohio border made a gift of $5,000. That's enough for a thousand Bibles. And that's where we're at this point. Not only David's gift, but uh, John Kath, all of these gifts of all sizes given by people all over Western PA. Why? Because they love their Bible. They love their Lord. They have a great uh, concern for the persecuted church. And that's why we can say 4,200 persecuted believers who only two weeks ago had no hope of the Bible will now have God's word on the way to various parts of Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and Latin America. We need to wrap up on Sunday. That's 800 to go. That's a $4,000 gift. Again, we've seen people given that range of $1,000, $2,000, $5,000. Pray about it. And then make your most uh, most uh, generous gift that you can. We'll rip up on uh, Sunday 
And uh, John, Kath, you've been incredibly kind to us, as have your listeners. And that's why we're at this point, 800 Bibles away from our goal of 5,000. So won't you join us right now? The number to call is 1-800-YES-WORD. That's 1-800-YES-WORD. You'll contact the Bible League directly, of course, online on your phone or your laptop or or whatever your tablet is, uh, wordfm.com. You'll see the Bible League banner there and uh, click into easily connect. $5 for one Bible, just $5. Now, let me just state the obvious. We've just come through uh, Giving Tuesday, where I'm sure your email box, your inbox, like mine, was flooded with people just asking for, uh, uh, you know, some help in their nonprofits. There's no doubt about that. We've just literally gone through that just a couple of days ago. But, But this, to me, is so deeply unique because as a believer in Jesus Christ, this is at the core of who we are, right? This is essential to us, to our lives, to our faith, to our growth. For not only for us, but of course for our spouses, our children, our grandchildren, our community, our neighbors, all that, the world and all that's in it, it is essential that God's word continues to thrive, and especially the places the Bible League we're talking about. I mean, certainly here in the United States, of course, where they are active as well, but in many, many places in this world where people are not educated, their their reading skills are not uh, to a higher level. This is, in many ways, an introduction, the basics of the Bible. So that's why this is so necessary, to spread God's life-changing, eternal, holy word to the masses. This is the deepest thing that we can do in any of our giving this week, this most vital week. So $5 for one Bible. I think all of us can join together and say, I can do a Bible. I know that Mm -hmm. a Bible has changed my life, so certainly I can pay back one Bible. Now, you could do more. We're asking 60 60 Bibles, 100 Bibles, whatever it is. I'm not going to tell you what that money value is to you, but you can think about this and pray about it and then pick up the phone and join us at 1-800-YES-WORD. 1-800-YES-WORD. Please want you to join us right now. Michael, I go to this because this is so important to me, and I've seen this in my travels with you and the Bible League, that Project Philip to me is the key to all this because no one is standing on the Bible League and saying, hey, buddy, do you want a Bible? No one has to do that. The need is so great. The interest is so great in the Bible that the Bible League is able to say, if you would like to know more about Jesus Christ, his holy word, won't you join us in learning about the Bible, which is Project Philip, which is essentially Bible 101. And then at the completion of Project Philip, which oftentimes takes four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks, depending upon where you are, At the end of that Project Philip work, then you are graduated, so to speak, and then you are presented with your own very copy of the Bible. I've seen this. I know the beauty and the power of this, and it works. So that's why we ask you right now, it's not just we're handing Bibles out, but there is an investment on both sides. You as the listener, as you give, and of course the person who says, I want to know about Jesus Christ, and I'll show up every week for the Bible study, and when I do, I will be given my 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 greatest prize, which is a copy of God's Word. 1-800-YES-WORD. Michael, please go just a little deeper into Project Philip and the necessity for this and what you've seen as people graduate. Yeah, you you know, there's not a place on earth where we minister in our 84 years that we are not connected to the local evangelical church. We're uh, We're not an island. We're not independent. We're connected to the local evangelical church. We come alongside these, uh, these churches, men, women, 
um, who are uh, hungry for the word of God. They're hungry to see people discipled uh, where God has them planted. Reasonable question is, you know, is a Bible really the best thing we can give these people? I mean, Michael, you've talked about uh, Christians within communist China. How about an air ticket out of there? Well, if that's where God has you planted, the best thing we can do is give you the word of God so you can endure and persevere on a daily basis. Um, let me give you two quick unmet needs. Uh, this is uh, two groups that you can help give to. Who is Nora? Well, she's in the Middle East. One day radicals showed up, they burned down her house, nearly killing her and her four daughters, the youngest of which four years of age. Um, her husband had been killed about a year earlier by ISIS. Rather than grow bitter, Nora, who had come through Project Philip, was trained to share Jesus, has pointed about 100 Arabic-speaking women to the Lord. These are new believers, John Cath. Many of these are widowed. They have their children. They want to raise them to know and love Jesus. There's a need for 100 Bibles right now just outside of Syria near the Jordan border. One more quick story. Yusuf is a pastor. Uh, one day in broad daylight, he and a deacon were kidnapped. They killed the deacon when the family could not pay the ransom. They tortured Pastor Yusuf, forced him to carry his remains to his grave, and uh, basically were after total humiliation. This message they sent is that, listen, Christianity is not welcomed here outside of Cairo, Egypt, where Sharia law rules the day. But rather than grow bitter, John Cath, this man has continued to faithfully shepherd the congregation. People have learned his story. They've come to place their faith in Jesus Christ, about 150 Bibles needed just outside of Cairo, Egypt. Uh, let me say this. We're grateful for every gift. It's a tough time to ask, a tough time to give. Listeners, you've been incredibly kind to us. We're at more than 80% to our goal, 800 to go. I've just given you a couple hundred that need the Bible. May I say thanks to Shirley of Butler, Fred of Pittsburgh, Elizabeth of Pittsburgh, Robert of Willow Grove. Thank you, John of Pittsburgh and Philip of New Kensington, among a big, big family of Word FM listening mm -hmm. Uh, listeners that have gotten involved in this campaign. Would you pray about it? Make your most generous gift. We'll wrap up on Sunday. We'll sing the Hallelujah Chorus, regardless of where we are, but we'd love to be able to let 5,000 Bibleist persecuted believers know the Bibles you're praying for, they're coming, they're on their way. We are so close to getting this goal and achieving what we set out to do uh, as a Word FM listening audience. Michael, I am praying that we get to that point. Um, only $4,000 to get to that goal on Sunday. Um, I really believe that the Word FM listening audience can do that. Um, mm -hmm. 12 Bibles you can buy for 60 bucks, 100 Bibles um, you can buy for 500 bucks. Wherever you are in the amount of um, flexible income that you have, uh, the Bible League is so grateful to receive what you can offer. And Michael, we thank you. We thank you for all of the time the Bible League has invested in me and John over the years, the tremendous people we've met and the people we have seen. Um, it's always a pleasure to talk about the Bible League. Well, we love you and appreciate you. And again, we're praying that we'll hit this goal on uh, Sunday. It's a big, little bit of a gap between here and there. But as I've said before, if there's a group that can get it done, it's the Word FM listening family. God bless you all. And you as well. Some things you cannot put a price on, and that is God's Word. 1-800-YES-WORD. Please, won't you join us right now, wherever you are on this. $5 for a Bible. You can join us wherever. $100, $200, or whatnot. Please join us. 1-800-YES-WORD. We're online at Word FM. Dot com, the Bible League, spreading God's holy word around the globe. They've been doing so for eight decades. Please be part of this now. Join us right now, wordfm.com. Forty-five years of God's word. The word of God is going to show me where to go and where not to go. Truth. If God is not in absolute control of all things, who is? Wisdom. 
Obey God, leave all the consequences to Him. Watch Dr. Stanley anytime on local now throughout your day. Your trusted source for biblical teaching. InTouch Plus, streaming free on local now. Go to intouch.org slash plus to find out more. Did you know that there's one place you can go to hear God's words of hope spoken into your life anytime, anywhere? Oneplace.com Listen to your favorite Christian programs, read daily devotionals, and get answers to your tough questions all at oneplace.com or on the OnePlace app in the Apple and Android app stores. Visit oneplace.com today. Meet Brad. Brad's hard at work, or at least his website is. Ever since he added live chat with Salem Surround, Brad's customers are getting their questions answered 24-7. Website purchases have gone up 35%, and they're over three times more likely to buy from him again. No bots, just real people helping real people. Live chat, one of the easiest, most affordable ways Salem Surround can increase your business while you do other things, or nothing at all. Ask us how at surroundpittsburgh.com. The holidays are upon us. Folks are heading downtown to shop and see the sights. But the most stunning place just might be First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh with our sanctuary all decked out for Christmas. Best of all, we celebrate what Christmas really means. So come, bring your family and friends for Sunday worship, 1045 326th Avenue. Then stay downtown to eat and shop. The true light of Christmas shines at First Presbyterian Church. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Want to save 50% on new blinds? Blindster offers custom-made blinds, shades, and shutters shipped to you at prices less than big box retailers. And right now, save 50% off any order during Blindster's Cyber Monday sale. Hurry, sale ends December 1st. Blindster.com. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Six billion are sold every year in France. Wait, six billion. Uh, croissant. Well, close. The baguette. Six billion. I love a baguette. Until 1986, the baguette was a fixed price in France. Really? Yes, but now the baguette has been granted world heritage status. More French, perhaps, than the Eiffel Tower, carried home by millions daily. The decision uh, to name it a um, uh, a world heritage status. I I thought those were just sites. No. Nope. No, it's uh, things as well. You think the pierogi has that? Probably, maybe that should be your next mission in life. Yeah, to, that's a good to point. bring that right. I need a goal. Uh, when a baby cuts his teeth, his parents give him a stump of baguette to chew off. When a child grows up, his first errand he runs is to run to the bakery and get a baguette. A French delegation celebrated the announcement yesterday. 
uh, in classic French style by waving baguettes and then kissing each other, la bise, mm. which is the two traditional kisses on the cheeks. President Emmanuel Marcon, who, by the way, is having dinner with uh, President Biden. Even as we speak? They're, they're eating um, lobsters and drinking French champagne right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Perhaps a baguette will make its way to the table. Um, Emmanuel Marcon of France reacted to the news by describing the baguette on Twitter as 250 grams of perfection in our daily lives. He attached the famous photo by the French photographer Willy Ronis of a beaming boy running with a baguette almost as tall as he is tucked under his arm. You ever seen that that photograph? Very famous photograph, a little black and white image. Um, one of the many breads that can be found in the typical uh, uh, bakery, the baguette is by far the most popular. I mean, I like it way better than a. I don't like croissants a whole lot. The baguette. Oh, I love a croissant. No, you don't love a croissant. No, why? you can't. No, nope. it's too much. Uh, oh. it's too rich. It's too much. Mm, it's delicious. No, the baguette is perfection. I agree with Macron on mm-hmm. that. When you get okay, so do you buy a baguette here locally? Yeah, I sure uh, do uh-huh. at the Breadworks. Oh, you do. Mm-hmm. Yep. And especially when I'm having soup. Mm-hmm. I really would like baguette with soup. A baguette plain, no, buttered, jam. No, it has to be buttered. Mm-hmm. Has to be, it has to be cut on the diagonal, mm-hmm. and it has to be buttered, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely delightful. I wonder if the French would come, when French men or women come and have an American yeah, baguette. Yeah, I wonder if they're disappointed they in it. I've never been to France, Dude. so I don't know. You've had baguette. Have you had baguette in France? I have, of course. And do you remember if it I was... can't say that. Yeah. Oh, holy smokes. That's like Whole Foods. No, yeah. I can't say I have it. Okay. I mean, I would... We could... How about making a baguette? Would that be difficult? Yeah, well, you have to have a very, very big oven. You uh, think yeah. about... <laughs> you would have to have a big oven. Yeah. A not... mini baguette right? It wouldn't really work, would it? I mean, they do sell mini baguettes, mm-hmm. but you kind of miss the charm of it if you don't get the whole long thing. Right. And buying them in a grocery store does not count. Mm-hmm. I know that there are a lot of people who work very hard in grocery stores. I'm not saying that it's, but it's just not the same. Yes, this photograph. Oh yeah, I have seen that photograph. Yes. It's a little boy running with the it's baguette. A large baguette. The little boy's probably three or four it's years super old. Super cute. Fabulous. Yeah. Anyway, you have yourself a baguette tonight. Yes. Treat Warm yourself. If possible. Oh, with some butter, real butter. Raspberry jam. Don't put margarine on that. <laughs> well, you know. No, don't. I can't it. believe it's not butter. Would you? The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.